Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Yoon. I've listened to all of these songs before. And as always, I am your co-host, Mira. And as always, I am listening to all of these songs for the very first time on this podcast. Mira, I'm looking at a spreadsheet. I've got 21 songs left for us to talk about, and I'm kind of grasping at straws here. I'm not really sure what we should talk about. Do we have to talk about all of them? That's the thing. I'm just looking at them, and I'm kind of like, do we have to talk about all of these? Do you want to do a lightning round? I'm... See, I'm not sure that any of these songs deserves that. Now that we've talked about 22 of them, it feels... It feels like the choice would be a little arbitrary to treat some of the ones that are still upcoming as, like, just going to do them very quickly, whereas we did do a full episode on Romania. Um, what did they do again? Um, don't cry. I hear you cry. Don't oh cry. Oh my god, I'd already forgotten it. I wish I could. What what countries do we have left? Give me... Well, we still have not talked about Serbia, Switzerland, Macedonia, Montenegro, Albania, Norway, Germany, Denmark, Hungary, Georgia, Slovenia, Malta, Russia, Cyprus, Finland, Croatia, Australia, Lithuania, Belarus, I believe. Um, I love Belarus. I too love Belarus. Um, yeah, so lots of countries, 22 of them, in fact. We talk about Belarus? I wasn't planning on doing it yet. Um, okay, then let's talk about someone else. Let's talk about Cyprus. Wasn't planning on doing that either. Uh, okay, let's talk about Malta? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, Malta! You got, you got one. I wanted one from the second semi-final because it feels like we've, um, we've kind of struck a balance here. We've talked about as many songs from the first and the second semi-final now. Um, and I'd like to leave some, you know, some for later. Um, but now that we're halfway through, I figured we've just done uh, a sequence of six songs uh, that were all from the first semi-final. So I'm like, let's, let's snap it back to the other one. Let's, uh... oh boy, that was a bad snap. Why can't I snap? That's it. Do it, do it again. That's a clean snap. That's a clean snap. Let's go to Malta. The little island that could. I saw a picture on Facebook today of a friend of mine who had gone to Malta, and it looked so pretty. Oh, Malta's gorgeous. Malta's we, gorgeous. We keep saying this every year, like, we should go to Malta. Listen, Eurovision should go to Malta. Um, oh. I'm not saying they should this year. I'm, 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 not, I'm just saying in general, like, Malta's, Malta's one of those countries that, you know, gets really into it again. Um, and they always kind of deliver, right? You say that. I do. Um, but we did, we, you know, we've had, some, we've had some classics from Malta. Walk on Water. Ugh. Breathlessly. Yes. Which, which I loved. Um, which we ended up really loving, kind of. Yeah, another, another 360 I mean, on it, Breathlessly. It's no, it's no Michael Spock, but um, it's the kind of thing where you see it live on the night and you're watching and you're just like, actually, <laughs> this is I'm, good. I'm into this. Yeah. And that's kind of the beauty of Eurovision is your expectations sometimes get flipped, turned upside down. I've, I mean, you know, rehearsals have been going on. I've been surprised. Um, but I'd like to talk about a song, you know, where I, where I'm not, where I don't have the, the fresh rehearsal in my head, you know? Right. So I'd like to talk about a song in the second semifinal that just, they haven't rehearsed yet at the time of recording. 
Um, so we can talk about them, and I can talk about them without any expectations. Malta is a great pick. Like always, they thank you. Like always, they organized their uh, national selection, a big show full of artists who've participated in the big show multiple times and have tried to represent Malta for seven years in a row. Um, and you know, you get some people who try to represent Malta seven times, and then when they fail, they go and represent San Marino like this year. But the singer that eventually won had participated in uh, the Malta selection twice before, and her name is Christabel. Christabel. Christabel Borg. This feels like it's just gonna be Christer Bjorkman in disguise. Oh my god. Ah. No. <laughs> it's gonna be Christer Bjorkman in a wig. Hello, I'm <laughs> Christabel. Bell. What is your name? Christer. <clears throat> Bell. Christabel. <laughs> oh, I had an intro for this one and I forgot. Oh no! I came up with an intro for this one a few weeks ago because I wanted to talk about the ultimate taboo. Politics? Oh, the ultimate taboo! Oh my god! Is that why you sent me that? Well, no, because- no. Well, because it was wild. Yeah, there's um, a, a ladies magazine here in Belgium. Was it the Flair or yeah, the Libella? it was the Flair, I believe. Okay, and on the cover, there was, She broke the ultimate taboo. And then the quote, I left my boyfriend when he, my, I left my fiancé when he was terminally ill. End quotes. End quotes. And I just, uh, I just had to snap a picture of that and send it to Mira because I was not aware, first of all, that that was the ultimate taboo. <laughs> And also, yeah, what? That's not something you should be bragging about on the cover of a magazine, I feel like. And it made me think, it made me rethink the, the implications of the word taboo. Yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling like, hey, if, if, if you leave your fiancé when yes. he's terminally ill because he has like a brain thing that drastically changes his... Personality. Oh no, we have to mention I did not read the actual article. Yeah, there's like absolutely I'm I'm not gonna speak about this woman and her story because I don't know it. Yeah. All I saw was this cover. It was just packaged in such a wild way that this is a taboo that needs to be broken. Yeah, exactly. The Women the should be able to leave their fiancés when they're su <laughs> Hashtag feminism. No, that that's a taboo for a good reason, because that's most of the time, all of the time, I feel like probably that's a shitty thing to do. It's, it doesn't seem like the greatest thing to do. I can, I can definitely imagine some situations in which, you know, as a person, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, I, I can see why it would be a taboo. I just think the phrasing, she broke the ultimate taboo, is very funny if that's what we're talking about. Because I, I did not know that, that that's what the ultimate taboo was. It should have been like, sad confessional. Sad thing I did. Yeah. But that is just one of, I presume, many taboos that can be broken. Which is why Christabel will be singing about a different taboo. Her song is called 
taboo. Did she leave her fiancé while she was terminally ill? Now that's an interesting one. Um, I'm dying in mm, a couple weeks. I don't want to spend those weeks with you. That, <laughs> I, I don't think she did that. That's rough, buddy. But you know, there are many ways uh, to be ill. Yes, yeah, so let me just pull up the music video as we will be listening to Malta's entry for the Eurovision Song Contest 2018, which is Christabel and Taboo. Spooky. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo! Hey, guys! break the taboo of using Nazi imagery in Eurovision. <laughs> Was it really time to break that taboo? Is, do you believe that's the taboo she was talking about? I don't think that was the taboo she was talking about. But I, I was kind of upset seeing that. Mm. That was kind of upsetting to me. No, it was about being gay, right? Um, this song is uh, about the taboo about talking about mental health. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, but but I can see uh, I can see why one would read it as you know as about being gay. I think it it can be read as that as well. Um, especially because you know that that music video is very explicitly about like it. It feels like people being persecuted and and you know, treated like animals uh, and like criminals, and that's the lyrics too. Um, but she's, she has come out and said that, like, it is, it is about, you know, struggling with mental health and how it's hard to talk about that. It is. What is it? I, I know you see my life through foreign eyes. There's, there's a lot of that in there. I don't think it is especially obvious. It looks like Mad Max fighting Nazis, is what it looks like. Okay, the problem is? The problem is that I now really want to see that movie uh -huh. of Mad Max just driving around, meeting cool people, and fighting Nazis. I'm really into this weird Mad Max post-apocalypse vibe. I find it very strange that it's intercut with like people dancing in the club. Um, but I'm into the aesthetic of the music video. I'm into some of its sure, aesthetic. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely upset seeing that in, like, a music video. You, rec you realize that that's what all, like, young adult fiction... No, I do, oh, and This it's... is very Hunger Games. This is very... Yeah, absolutely. ...divergent. Like, it's, it's all of those things, which are all analogs for talking about you know, being different, um, different in ways being that... Being divergent. Yeah, different in ways that don't fit within a box as portrayed in the music video. Uh, glass. Like, I'm, I'm, 
always glad to see the return of the glass cage of emotions. Yeah, it's like, you know, you have your you have your neurotypicals and when they look at your life and the things that you're struggling with, they see that through foreign eyes and that's what she's singing. Like, I know that you're looking at my experiences from a point of view that cannot understand them. But, yeah, it's like... But, you know, we are... We're, we we're asking for help there it's just very hard to get it yeah. i think i think there's a there's a very noble idea there i'm just not sure if it really comes across yeah you had to tell like, me the thing is when i'm talking about. when i'm talking about it i do genuinely feel that and i do genuinely really appreciate that and i do genuinely think that's really important and a really cool subject to sing a song about yes absolutely so so that i'm on board with but it is like she 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 does need to talk about that outside of the song. Like she has to explain that that's what the song is about in order for it to really come across. Like yeah, I had like... to listen, I had to hear her say that in an interview to be or, or or see someone write about it to really realize that that's what the taboo of the song was. Yeah, it was. It's like a Dumbledore was gay the whole time situation well well not quite not quite but i do think that's a very important and good thing to talk about Mm -hmm. absolutely because yeah it it's really tough the immediate instinct is to draw upon your own experiences right so your immediate instinct is why can't you just be Normal. What normal means needs to be reevaluated. I think and this especially stands out now that you say that when compared to a song like Romania, which has lyrics like "Why can't you see the joy and beauty exactly. that surrounds you everywhere? Why can't you enjoy all the small things and the things that people share and all the happiness that, by the way, is all for free? Like all of that, it it feels like it feels like a very neurotypical um, point of view onto someone who who is depressed whereas i mean this is this is this is bleak kind of and the the music video is also like this is dark and it feels oppressive but like i get where that's coming from and it's it's trying to be kind of hopeful and breaking open in those choruses yeah. here um it's it's a it's weird it's 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 kind of it's a better approach to that subject because it's coming from you know from from a from a vulnerable perspective rather than from the perspective of an ignorant person trying to help someone, which is is a, is is noble and is is a is good that they're trying to, but it just feels so offensive. Um, yeah. Whereas this, I mean, this doesn't feel offensive. Time to break the taboo. You and I have both struggled with depression. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had a I've ha- I had a hard time. Um, yeah, you're definitely in a better place now. Yeah, I'm in a better and place. Yeah, exactly. It's it's less of a struggle for me now. And I've had relapses. Sure. And I'm now on a waiting list. Have been for a couple months now. Waiting, yeah. waiting on that first therapist's appointment. But yeah, there's there's issues to deal with. Definitely. And there's like hunches that I might not be as neurotypical as I always thought. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> Until we break the taboo and talk about it. Yeah, it's exactly like... I feel weird talking about it because I literally like... Because I can function, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a quote unquote adult in the quote unquote world. <laughs> 
And it, it feels like something personal that shouldn't be talked about. But if you don't talk about it, you're just gonna kind of live with that by yeah, yourself and, and, and other people who are struggling with it will not hear, you know, that, that some, some struggles are common and can be talked about. It is, it is let your guards down, it's time to break the taboo, as in talk about it, don't feel like that is something that you can't talk about. I mean, not to turn this into like a super serious podcast. All of a <laughs> no, sudden. but this is about a serious. But it is about a serious that subject that pertains to you and I, the and hosts of this you, podcast. Yeah, and once you start, you know, digging into that, it is it is worth talking about. I will I will admit I have a hard time talking about it because it's 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 hard to explain because I I, I have not had um, professional help um, because I mean at the, at this point I don't feel like I need it anymore and I. When I when I tried to see a therapist, it was just not. I it was not a good experience for me because I spent an hour lying about things. Yeah. And I just came out of that like, well, damn, I can't go back to that person because I'll have to explain that everything I said for the hour I was there was not true. Like the second time I go there, I'll have to explain. Anyway, can we forget everything I said last time because that wasn't true? Yeah, and then the therapist is gonna ask. Why were you lying? And then you're going to have to lie about why you were lying. The, the feelings <laughs> I was describing myself as having towards, you know, my life were not the feelings I was describing at that point. That's, yeah. that's, part, of the, that's part of what makes it so hard is that that, that experience is, is hard to quantify and explain sometimes because there's not always words that you're familiar with or things where you don't know how worrying a certain kind of behavior is you know yeah. like, like now now that we're we're talking about this sure right now i'm like hey cut that out of the podcast because i'm a private person and i don't like to put that stuff out there yeah, yeah but maybe we taboo. have to ta break the taboo well the thing is like how how much of that is necessarily private like the details of of like i'm not talking about the i i i, I I specifically haven't mentioned any details of like what was going on. What I on. was struggling yeah. with, what was going on, because that's that's my own private Idaho. Um, but I feel like it's not shameful to tell people that I have been depressed, even though like not diagnosed as depressed, because I didn't think that I I was worth getting that kind of diagnosis. But like obviously. Like, I'm smart enough to know that, yes, I was depressed. Yeah. And there's also that, like, the fact of, like, it's so easy to think that there's just something vaguely wrong with you rather than a specific thing, which is an illness that, again, there are professionals and doctors for and therefore yeah, like can be talked about. I'm not going to talk on the podcast about, you know, any random disease I have because... I mean, we have done that, though. But <laughs> so maybe my point does not stand. Yeah, I'm not going to talk on the podcast about... Um, but that's something that I went to get help for. There's some things you go to a doctor for and you get help with and they are over uh, that you also wouldn't talk about. Not necessarily because they are a, a, a social taboo or something that, like 
in society you don't talk about. There is a taboo on mental health. There is one on depression. Even with the very good um, social medical system in Belgium, mm -hmm. it does not cover uh, therapy. It does not cover mental health yeah, treatments. Yeah. Th these are not seen as actual medicine by the Belgian government. So it is prohibitively expensive and that to is just, seek help for... And that is just us talking about Belgium. Yeah, I have no idea how it is in the rest of Europe. Um, which is why a song like this could be important if it translates, um, which is, you know, the big issue, much less than the actual subject matter, which we're doing a lot of talking about, which is very interesting. Is How, how is this song? <laughs> Let's do some goofs about how it's Christa Bjorkman in a wig. <laughs> it's not Christa Bjorkman in a wig. It obviously isn't. It looks nothing like Christa. It does not look like him. This is Christa She Bjorkman. does not look. What? I said it for some reason. God, I, I, I do wish that it was more clear in the song what the song was about. Maybe with like a cool stage performance, the story of it will be clearer well let's just talk about like you know songs with an important message we watched um some of eurovision 2016 last night we yes. watched serbia's uh sanja vujic with goodbye shelter yeah every time i say goodbye the song about you know domestic abuse that was obvious right yeah what that absolutely. song was about and it was heightened by the the performer performance of her and the male dancer and the the four backing vocalists and the choreography of that. that on on, on rewatching it, like it had been, it had probably been two years since I've like really watched that performance. It is actually way better than I remember it being, and I really loved that song in two thousand sixteen. But yeah, that's one where like the the performance obviously symbolically shows us the the theme of the song but it's also simple and obvious enough there's there's that thing with you know with with mental health and, and mental issues that are hard to talk about that it's also hard to convey that in a very simple way the the music video goes goes in a, in in kind of a complicated direction but it's like i said there's 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 box imagery um, and even if mental health isn't immediately obvious, like you said, you can interpret it as being, as about, you know, being gay or being different in general um, in ways that you should be able to talk about. Like there shouldn't be a taboo on your identity. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it can still be about being gay because like, being gay isn't a mental illness, but the stress yeah, yeah, yeah. of growing up gay in this world, especially in, in more so in some European of countries course, yes. um, than others, but kind of all of them still, yeah. brings a lot of mental illness yeah, with no, it. Those, growing up with that things are very stress connected. and growing up with that with that identity you create for yourself before you come out of the closet. That comes with such... That is such a weird mental state to be in mm -hmm. that teaches you incorrect coping mechanisms because you're not talking about it because right. you're in the closet. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. Even in countries that accept being gay, a lot of people still feel the need to be in the closet up to a certain point. Yeah, I mean, these they're all, everything that you're 
you, you can be closeted for, you know, they're all taboos, things that you're afraid to or that, that society won't fully accept or that you don't know how to talk about because people don't talk about them and it's not something that is just like openly, immediately accepted because they're taboos. And the concept of a song about taboos can, can pertain to all of these subjects. And I'm, I'm fine with it not being read inherently as a mental health song. I think it was written for that purpose, but it's about taboo in general also. You know what else is about taboo in general? What is? The Mad Max movie franchise. Okay. I just want to talk about Mad Max, my favorite. Let's do a little, let's do a little Mad Max talk. You have seen the first movie? Yes. And Fury Road. Yeah. I'm, Nothing in between. I'm sorry, I have not seen the other ones yet. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm so jealous of you that you get to watch these movies for the uh -huh. first time. And I am so happy that I get to watch them all again with you. They're the best movies ever made. I, re I really enjoyed Fury Road, and I really enjoyed Fury Road Max. Yeah. is my favorite movie of all time, bar none. It's very good. It's a perfect movie. Everyone is great in it, and there's explosions and people climbing over cars. It's weird. I hate cars, but I love Mad Max. Mm -hmm. Every fucking George Miller movie is about fighting the norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finding newer, better ways of coping organizing or, life yeah, and yeah. coping. It's, yeah, who killed the world? Maybe a pig can be a sheep's dog. Maybe it's cool for penguins to dance. These are all George Miller <laughs> movies. This song slaps, by the way. It slaps? Yeah. Witches of Eastwick is another great uh, George Miller movie. That is about the same thing. Yeah, Jack Nicholson plays... Uh, Jack Nicholson plays the devil. It's the best casting ever because he looks awful during the whole movie. And it's so delicious. Yeah, it stars Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon as, as three women who... Are seduced by the are devil seduced by to the become devil, basically, and witches. They become, they become witches. Um, and it, it is, like you said, about that disconnect between your uh, performed self and your true self. It's an interesting, really good movie, and I didn't realize it was a George Miller movie until the credits rolled, and... And we both screamed. And we both screamed, and I realized, ah, watching this movie when I was, like, ten years old was a really good call on my mom's part. Yeah, it really made you the man you are today. Which I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. We need to send George Miller a bottle of wine at some point, or some flowers. Thank you, George Miller, for being the best. But Christabel's taboo slaps. It absolutely slaps. It's a it's a good club song. Mm -hmm. I can imagine going fucking nuts to this after, like all already after three beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't need much to. Go nuts to this. Well, I can tell you I had one beer and I was going nuts to this. Fuck at yes. Eurovision in concert. The downside of that is I did not pay attention to the stage. I, I don't know how she was doing, but it's a song that you want to just dance to. I spent a lot of time just kind of with my, with my arms over my head and my head turned to my feet dancing. Because like, it's, it's one that you can really just internalize kind of really well. Yeah, it's like... It's like if love was a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't slap quite as hard as that. No, nothing slaps as hard. But it's it's great. It's a great track. I distinctly said after the performance, it is a great studio track. I there's nothing wrong with this. I can absolutely it it absolutely slaps. I can absolutely dance to this. Like exactly as you said, if it comes on at a party, yes, yes, my dudes. I w- yeah, but if the problem this would is I was at, at party... the problem is I was at a concert and I was supposed to be engaged by her and I don't know that I was. But you are enjoying the song. But though. I was enjoying the song and it it has made me think over these past few days maybe she works a lot better on camera and it's going to be less of a song for the crowd in the arena and more for the people at home because there's two ways to live your life. One is as though everything is a miracle. The other is as though nothing is a miracle. But there are two ways to perform a Eurovision song. One is as if you're singing for the crowd at the venue. And the other is as if you're singing for every single person at home. And the third is as if you're playing for Jesus. Right. We'll talk about that some other day. It just made me think, I think this is going to go more for the connection with the camera than with the connection with the crowd, because I I wasn't really... It didn't connect with me personally through her, but the song connected to me. I love how much hugging there was in the music video. Yeah, man. They were constantly hugging. It's a lot of like... Gotta hug each other. Fucking come here, touch. If you're touch. all mentally ill, here's your, we Here's touch. your fucking touches. You are, you are a person who is loved. You are not a criminal, not an animal. Well, criminal, criminal, animal, animal. We haven't talked at all about any of the song, really. Jesus, you're going to have to cut out, like, the whole part where we were talking about mental illness and Mad Max for this to be a comprehensive episode. It's fine, it's fine. It'll just be the longest one we've ever put out, which I didn't think was going to happen with Malta. Pull up the lyrics. Okay. Sorry, I like let our guards down. It's time to break the taboo. Disappoint our guards. Disappoint our guards. <laughs> Man, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's fine. It's, it's, what, what, what do you want to talk about of the song? Um, there's the fact that when this came out, I thought the, the sticks and stones line was bizarre. But that's before I realized the lyric was sticks and stones won't break my soul. Yes. Instead of will? Yeah. It's it wasn't clear when there was no music video out and this was just a live performance. Yeah, I, that she said won't rather than sticks and stones right, will, right, right, will right, right. break my soul. And I was like, wait that no, that's specifically not what that sent what that's supposed to be. But the fact that it isn't that line, joke doesn't work. Uh, there's the fact that she repeats words, I don't know. Animals, animals. That's so that you can sing along. But those are the echoes in my head, so it's Oh, it all ties together. It all ties together. It all works out. I'm fine with this. I'm I'm also fine with it. That's gonna do it for us. I'm not really sure what what else to say. I'm I'm fine with the song. It is definitely like really enjoyable. I yeah. I want to see what this does on stage. Yeah, this is this is one of the earliest ones to come out. Right. In the entire season. Um. So you know, imagine when we saw "Dance You Off" for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's when this song was also selected that weekend. Oh! So when when I was doing the little over-the-shoulder nod, that was me trying to cope with this song being in my head the entire time. 
Oh, this is yeah. So it's been it's been since then that I've known this song. Um, You've been living with that this whole time. Yes, and it has it has you know it has cooled down in memory. Um, but at Eurovision concert, I I realized like oh no this you know it, this is actually quite enjoyable. I do quite actually still enjoy it. So I'm not sure where this is going to land, but it it'll like I said I think it'll really depend on the performance, the staging, and the camera angles of this. Um, but I think it's it's possible to make a really tight package. Nice, yeah. And I'm I'm glad you finally, after all that time, got to talk about this song with me and got to share that with me. I'm glad you got to break that taboo. It's not so much a taboo, more as it is like a secret. Like I'm not allowed to hear these songs before we talk about them on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Does that make that a taboo? No. Okay, never mind. After listening to this, though, what is the ultimate taboo? It's leaving your fiancé when he has a terminal illness. I'm glad we can still agree on one thing. That is the ultimate taboo. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. We'll be back next time to talk about another song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. You can follow us on Twitter, that is at Eurodivision, and you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud or find it on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting applications. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to leave a review and give us a rating so that more people can find out about the podcast. And just tell your friends and break the taboo. Yeah, break the taboo. Tell your friends about your mental illness. Let your friends down and talk about no! the podcast. Oh, yes. Don't, don't talk about this podcast to anyone. Talking about this podcast is the ultimate taboo. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Good night, Europe. Bye.